Castro discussed Cuba's involvement on the continent in an interview with Barbara Walters. The role of Cuba in Africa is mainly of a civilian nature, not of a military one. For a long time, we have been assisting a large number of countries, sending them technical assistance, especially doctors. On certain occasions, they have asked us for military advisers to help organize their armed forces, and we have sent them at the request of these governments. The case of Angola was the first occasion in which we sent military units, but we always had relations with the MPLA, Popular Movement for the Liberation of Angola, since they started their struggle for independence, and we assisted them. When they were at the point of achieving their independence, an attempt was made to snatch it from them. The U.S. government invested some tens of millions of dollars to organize a movement in Zaire handled by the CIA. That is the famous FNLA, National Front for the Liberation of Angola. The Portuguese organized another counter-revolutionary movement before they left, UNITA, the National Union for the Total Liberation of Angola. South Africa was determined to stop the victory of the MPLA. We had been assisting them for a long time, and we were sending them weapons, and we had sent them some military instructors. We sent our first military unit at a time when the South African regular troops invaded Angola on October 23, 1975. Tank columns, artillery columns, blitzkrieg-type, Nazi-type, apartheid-style. They sent their regular army, so we had to make a decision. Either we would sit idle and South Africa would take over Angola, or we would make an effort to help. That was the moment. On November the 5th, we made the decision to send the first military unit to Angola to fight against the South African troops. That is the reason why we made the decision. If we would not have made that effort, it is most probable that South Africa would have taken over Angola. We would also have Angola in the hands of the South African racists. I don't know what has been published in the United States about it, but I am sure that the American black people know the meaning of discrimination and of apartheid and appreciate the effort we made. The American people, white or black, who understand apartheid will someday, if they don't understand it today, because they have not received the correct information, be totally in agreement with us for the effort we made to save a black people of Africa. Castro even involved himself in U.S. affairs, making a particularly strong effort to develop relationships with African-American militants of the Black Panther Party and like-minded organizations. Malcolm X personally met Fidel Castro in Harlem in September of 1960. Initially, Malcolm was merely part of a larger group of area leaders welcoming Castro to New York. But the Cuban leader had heard of the influential spokesperson for the black Muslims and wanted to get to know Malcolm more. The two met for two hours, discussing racial liberation, and the meeting ended with an invitation for Malcolm to come to Cuba. The U.S. government took note and became more worried about both men. In the late 1960s and early 1970s, Castro also enjoyed high-profile visits from such figures as Stokely Carmichael and Angela Davis, and Cuba became a place of asylum for Black Panther leaders Huey Newton and Elridge Cleaver. A second important role Castro's Cuba came to play internationally was as a regional cultural hub for Latin America. Through state cultural institutions, such as the Casa de las Americas, the socialist government supported writers and other artists of a sympathetic bent from around the continent. In the 1960s, it seemed that everyone who was anyone in Latin America, including major novelists like Gabriel Garcia Marquez, 
Mario Vargas Losa, and Carlos Fuentes spent a good deal of time in Havana. By 1964, Americans were worried about the influence Cuba had, not only in exercising foreign policy, but as an example to other Latin American countries. Walter Lippmann, the American writer who coined the phrase Cold War, noted in 1964, The greatest threat presented by Castro's Cuba is, as an example to other Latin American states, which are beset by poverty, corruption, feudalism, and plutocratic exploitation. His influence in Latin America might be overwhelming and irresistible if, with Soviet help, he could establish in Cuba a communist utopia.